0: FAU, FIU fans, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, the week is finally here. It's been a long, strange 2020 season, long, strange 2020 year, but the one year that we all look forward to has uh, come upon us, arrived upon us, I should say. It is Bowl Week, and we are pumped up here. Eric Henry, FIU beat writer for SB Nation, joined as always by all things FAU recruiting, all things FAU knowledge, all things FAU in general. For the FAU Owls Nest, Shane Marinelli, and rejoined by the man himself, uh, budding career man, you know, budding everything, I should say, uh, <laughs> Mr. David Handel. Uh, before I pass it to Shane, you know, Shane's been on this on the line for a little while. Uh, David, how are you doing, man? Fill us in on, uh, you know, your uh, your life news and just uh, how you're doing in general, man. It's been a while since we've uh, had you on the horn.
1: Yeah, uh, so yeah, it, feel, it feels good to be back. Uh, you know, as you guys mentioned uh, last week, you know, I have had a recent loss in the family, so... That hasn't been the, but, you know, I did just land a job. So there's some positive news there. And, you know, it is Shoeable Week. So that's enough to kind of get the spirits back up. And I know it's a weird year, but Shoeable Week is always a fun time. So I am excited to be back and I'm excited to be with you guys. I'm back. Shane O'Mac, how's Broward yeah. County treating you?
2: It, it's the 954 is doing well. David, you, you will not be attending a wedding Friday night, right? No, uh, you're not going to be forced to watch, to watch the game from a phone this year? <laughs> I, I be, will not. You'll be able to see the beatdown uh, on the television at least?
1: Yeah, I will be watching the FIU beatdown of FAU on TV uh, on Friday um, as I will be quarantining uh, at my house. So, But,
0: yes, I will be watching full attention, no distractions, ready for the game. And I will be watching the game from my normal vantage point and the press tent with a beautiful Cuban sandwich from the great city of Tampa. That aside, uh, enough about Tampa. Let's get on Chula Bowl week. Sorry, I had to throw that barb out there uh, really quick. I, I know this is something that, you know, we kind of want to talk into and, and we'll get to a game preview and, you know, JJ Holloman talk and Malcolm Davidson talk and whatnot. But you know, you've heard us ramble on about that for weeks on end. We want to make this week special. And one of the things that, you know, both David and Shane, I am the neutral party here, but yeah. both David and Shane want to talk about is how can we spruce up this rivalry? You know, it feels like this year in general, maybe it's lacking a little bit of juice. I'm sure that probably has a lot to do with. FIU's record. And of course, FAU, you know, had so many games canceled, but one of the things that was near and dear to, to both David and Shane's heart was a, how can we pump up some juice in this rivalry? And B, how can we get the communities involved? You know, this is something that should be a thing. You look at other rivalries, even you may look at, you know, something like UCF, USF, there's like a friendly mayoral bet between the mayors of Tampa and Orlando, just ways to get the community involved. So uh, Shane, I, I know you wanted to talk about this and then we'll go to David next, but Shayna uh, uh, just want to let you, you know, kind of give your broad thoughts on, on that topic. Yeah, I, I don't even think it's thoughts, you know, so much
2: at this point. Is I, I want to make it a little bit more goal, you know. I want to kind of use this shoeable as kind of a starting point. You know, we know this year was tough in a COVID year. I'm not even, you know, go, you know, go down to the game. There's limited tickets. Normally, you know, I'd be in Miami, uh, definitely are tailgating, hanging out with the fans who traveled. But um, you know, it's. It, I, I, and I saw that there was actually today a few things with, you know, student tickets and stuff, but I think, you know, going forward, we need to kind of broaden this and bring out not only, you know, uh, you know, just kind of the typical people you see on Twitter, but bring, you know, into the light some, you know, FAU and FIU fans uh, we have and, you know, kind of put it in the spotlight and have them talk about this game. You know, there's well over, Uh, you know, there's just dozens and dozens. I don't have the exact number of kids that are from the tri-county area playing in this game, you know, like any other state of Florida rivalry. And, you know, at the very least, even if you're not an FAU or an FIU fan, uh, I think you should be invested in this game uh, at the very least. Uh, And, you know, I think that'd be a good starting point for each program to Grow, uh, you know, uh, fandom throughout the rest of the year, and use this game as kind of a starting point.
1: Yeah, I agree, Shane. And just to kind of piggyback on your point of you know getting you know either alumni or local officials involved, um, there's you know a lot of people in the communities that have you know influence or you know are are high uh, higher ups, I guess one would say FIU, FIU alumni, and I think reaching out to those people and getting them involved and more invested in this game would be a start. I think that starts with, you know, either the ADs or the alumni association from each school, just trying to put things together. Um, you know, cause the fans will always be invested. Uh, you see some Twitter banter back and forth, but you're right. Building it to include people that sometimes some people that won't normally be watching or be invested in just getting them involved and just growing that fan base and growing that attention to the game would be really important. Yeah. And I, and
2: I think, um, I think planning oh, did, events leading up to the game throughout the week is something that needs to be done. Uh, and you know, I, you know, that I think that does not fall. Well, my associations, I think, I think the cor- corresponding cities should do something small um, but you know, yeah, just
0: to get people talking about it. David, this is a question for you. And i I want Shane to also opine as well, but I want to send it to you first, David. Shane talked about, you know, just kind of getting the neighborhoods involved, right? And I, I hope I'm not rehashing a topic that we've talked about before, but having now been on this beat for three seasons and almost three years, but uh three almost full football seasons, you know, FIU is not in a neighborhood per se. And is that a contributing factor as to why it's kind of hard to branch out, you know, because it's like FIU is distinctly Miami in in more ways than, you know, the other university in, in uh, uh, the city that, you know, has its namesake is, but it's not necessarily in a neighborhood. Right. And I'm just wondering if that kind of plays a part in a, in kind of strong enthusiasm, David. I, I
1: think I never actually really even thought about that. Um, But, yeah, I I could agree it's, you know, it's located technically in Sweetwater and it's like on a main street, um, you know. And I I actually never really thought of it like that. Um, To me personally, I think the biggest uh, factor is that, you know, I feel like FIU, you know, isn't really necessarily doing their part when it comes to building this rivalry. Like you see, I feel like FAU is more invested in this rivalry than FIU. I don't know why that is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I never, I never even thought about the neighborhood comparison. That could be a good reason. Shane, any thoughts yeah, on that? Or go go ahead, yeah, Shane. I'm sorry. I, I
2: think there's, you know, what if there's a way to get,
1: I, I think just get, I'm just
2: spitballing here and maybe someone tell me, but you know, why don't there we get youth football involved or high school football involved have games played, um, well, you know, I know it's a little bit different. You know, um, before the game, or something like that, or uh, you know, uh, or just at least invite the leagues out, or uh, you know what I mean. Try and turn it to this local thing. I mean, you know, will the mayor might you know I mean, they're busy right now, even be at this game uh, in a normal year? Uh, you know, I know the mayor Boca attends a lot of the games, but just those type of things, getting you know. Having this be the one game, you make a huge effort to get the local community involved. Uh, and I, I definitely think, you know, uh, FAU in the past, you know, it we'll comes a little bit more with students and stuff, has done the thing through student government where it's like, hey, you know, we have 500 student tickets, you know, uh, 15 bucks, gets you a ticket and a bus ride down. You know, I, I think that should be like borderline mandatory. This game by each school, whatever school is on the road.
0: Real quick, Shane, one of the things that you mentioned that I is part of the reason why I brought up the neighborhood and why I think it's interesting is just the amount of kids on both rosters who are, as you mentioned, from the Tri-County area. You would think that, that would at least draw out, if not just the parents, but you know, friends and family and 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 supporters of those kids in itself. You would think that would be a thing. And also, David, the reason I mentioned neighborhood is UCF before the whole, you know, undefeated season and all that stuff. When I was a student in 2010 through 2015, it's just uniquely located in a sense that it's in the neighborhood of Oviedo. So even on game days, David, you would draw a good five, six, 7,000 people just from the neighboring area who'd be like, all right, it's UCF game day. I'll go over, go, you know, tailgate, you know, with friends it's something to do on a Saturday. Right. And that's something that FIU's. Location doesn't necessarily offer. And, you know, Shane, maybe you can offer if FAU's location offers that a little bit more. But um I think that's one of the things that, that kind of contributes, you
2: know? Well, yeah. I mean, when we went down to FIU in 2018, there was a pretty decent sized visitor parking lot, you know, not too far from the stadium where a lot of, you know, I think there was a few hundred, you know, a few hundred. And once they had the students, you know, probably close quite a few under at FAU fans that made the trip last time um, in that one parking lot kind of tailgating, all partying together. So that, you know, that was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, we, we've talked we've talked about the regards to FAU attendance, just the whole game day atmosphere just outside with like more, you know, there is FAU bars and local bars, but there was just a little bit more than that within walking distance of the campus. They would make it a little easier, but like I said, you know, I, I also think, Um, you know, Miami plays at home this week, right?
0: Uh, I believe so. Yes.
2: Yeah. I I understand the games on Friday night and this was a COVID year, but man, it would be nice if there was, uh, and I know people don't want to hear this, you know, FIU fans should go to the game regardless, but it'd be nice if, you know, this conference has worked together schedule wise where
0: Miami was always on the road. Uh, R- 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 I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, they actually head to Blacksburg. So my mistake okay. on that, okay. but, but I don't point, know if it's your point, is still noted. your point is still noted. Okay. Yeah. So typically and this, this goes on
2: sometimes with other cities, um, you know, like, uh, would fam, you has homecoming Florida state always plays on the road or oh, kind of out of respect. You know what I mean? Like Tallahassee's yours this weekend. Now, I know it's a little different dynamic in South Florida being a much more broad, miles-wide metro market. But, yeah, like it'd be cool if South Florida said, hey, you know, the the leadership uh, said, hey, let's let's feature this game this week.
0: Good. Well, Shane, I just was going to ask this, right, because I want to transition into kind of talking about, you know, whether the rivalry kind of feels like it's lacking juice this year. And I want to ask David this question, because this is just kind of my hypothesis, uh, David, and if you have thoughts on why it feels to you, why the game is lacking juices here or the rivalry may be lacking juices here in general, I always felt, and Shane, I talked about this, and I think you really enjoyed this idea, but I want to send it to David first. Does the FIU-FAU rivalry really extend into other sports? I think that's one of the reasons why you come around this year, and even though both teams, it's a year that neither team is going to compete for the East Division title, but it lacks juice in the sense that is this rivalry really promoted across sports? I think if you did more of an effort to promote it across sports, do something similar to what UCF and USF USF do, where they score each game and assign, you know, a point value for each contest between schools, then, you know, it comes around at least you feel like you're kind of keeping track all year. David, what are your thoughts on that? I like, I like that idea.
1: Um, The only other sport that I would say there's, you know, the rivalry is like built up would be basketball. I know that game's always packed every year. Um, but you know, I, I like that idea. I, I haven't seen that at FIU. Uh, but for me, when I think shoeable, it's I mean, obviously shoeable is only it's the football game. Sure, but rivalry is mainly football, and I would say secondary is basketball. But I don't know. Maybe Shane has a different opinion on other sport rivalries. Maybe baseball, but I think it's it's mainly football. But I do like the idea of you know counting the 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 scores of like all the different sports i think that can be an interesting uh dynamic and then when it comes to like marketing the game this i mean obviously this year is different uh you know it's obviously a COVID year but i do feel like there hasn't really been a push, at least on social media um about this game like it's almost like if you aren't an fiu or fau fan you don't really know what's going on and it's it's kind of like an issue that we talked about last year too that it felt like fau was doing more of a push last year and FIU was mainly focusing on Miami. But now this year, you know, we don't have obviously the Miami game after and there still isn't really a huge push to, you know, make this game a big deal. Um, But, you know, I also at the same time, haven't really seen that push from FAU as much as they have in the past. So I feel like it's just, you know, a combination of this weird scenario and the weird year that we're in that maybe they're even still scared that we're not going to play this game. So they're like, why even try? (laughs) But, um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I'm with you. I do like the, the multi-sport counter idea. I think that'd be really cool.
2: Yeah, even just to draw, I, I think the multi-sports counter is just an easy thing to happen. And the greatest sporting event I've ever been to at FAU history was an fau FIU basketball game where we came back from nine points um, in like the final minute uh, for Brett Royster to hit like the game-winning dunk. Um. You know, it's, uh, I I would say this, I would also bet, I wish there was like, God, and I know this coach is what, Willie Taggart said something this week, you know, uh, in his Monday presser, he said, you know, they don't like us. We don't like them. You know, he's definitely feeding into it, man. I wish God, I I wish something would happen. Like players get on Twitter and start talking. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think there needs to be, almost some bulletin board material kind of to go along with it that,
1: uh, for it to, you know, really kind of take another level of hate. Do you, do you why do you want to see a bronze on Friday? <laughs> no, but I you know what I mean?
2: I know that's what FIU's good at. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is you,
0: a mod net getting in there on the crutches <laughs>
2: <laughs> you walked into that one
1: <laughs> so
2: um yeah um it, no trust me even fAU sometimes when you meet people um you know, are, are you guys at school that got in a brawl no that's the other guy <laughs> <laughs> that is um, what put i've had to say that <laughs> But yeah, like it, I, I just, you know, I, there needs to be uh, in for every rivalry to kind of develop more. There needs to be just kind of those just moments of hate. Um, and, you know, I would it be, I don't know, I think it'd be a little good for the game. I know the coaches and the ADs don't want this, but, you know, if the players maybe on Twitter or, you know, said some things and, you know, got, got some juices flowing and made, you know, made things a little bit more interesting.
1: Yeah, and, and even and even like, you know, the player thing aside, I also haven't really been seeing that much chirping between at least the FIU fans. Um and I think once again, it has to do with, you know, the fact that we're 0 and three and that we, you know, we haven't won a Shula Bowl in three seasons. So it's almost like, okay, we're not gonna talk until we actually, you know, maybe get this upset. Um, but yeah, I, I think the players talking would be fun and I guess, you know, more fan chatter and that, that, you know, that's always a good thing to just get the the juices flowing.
2: Yeah. You, you guys are basically, you're our, you're our Michigan at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but David, I was just going to say, I think you hit the nail on the head in the sense that at least, you know, cause I had a chance to talk to Butch Davis earlier today and it almost seemed, and you know, granted it's not Butch's personality. to really, you know, bulletin board material, but it almost seemed as if he was like, look, we are zero and three. We haven't beaten these guys in three years. We don't need to be, you know, engaging in any type of, like, rivalry talk. I asked him, you know, about the, his feeling about the rivalry and is there any added pressure having not beaten them. And, you know, Butch went into his, you know, his, his, his kind of deal about, hey, we need to win a game, let alone FAU. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I understand from that point of view. But, I, I mean, this is one of the things that, you know, David and Shane, I remember with Lane Kiffin, Jake attended that press conference postgame uh, last year, and Lane Kiffin made no bones about it. You know, those guys – uh, we They'll have another 365 days to think about you know, the fact that they haven't beaten us. And if we can beat them again next year, that, you know, they'll have an entire class of guys who, who will not have lost well, to uh, FIU. To, to today,
2: the date as it stands, according to the Twitter account, FIU hasn't beaten. Um, today is 1,500 days uh, since F, FIU last won a shoeable.
1: I I can't wait till we win on Friday because I have a list of Twitter <laughs> accounts I'm going to directly tweet at, and that and that account is on my list. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I really I really need the upset on Friday, and it'd be even. I imagine than- the very top of your list.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, David, I'm curious really quick here. Can we spruce things up? Can we, you know, put a little effort in here? How about this? Uh, can we have a wager, right? I want you to call out, David, I'm giving you some time to to look up on your phone or wherever right now, some uh, FI, excuse me, FAU Twitter accounts that you want to get at. Uh, let's put a little wager. Are you willing to like put some stakes on this? You know, a little side bet between a couple FAU Twitter accounts and yourself pending win or lose? Well, I did, I did that last year. I ended
1: up, you know, going to the <laughs> FAU conference championship game Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what, what I'd have to put on, but you know what? I will challenge somebody, um, at FIU is trash Twitter account. Uh, tweet me with a, you know, a, a reasonable challenge and I will accept because I am a betting man. And it's not money wise, I'm, I'm talking by
0: the way. I'm, I'm thinking yeah, 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 yeah. are <laughs> not for for the record, we're not talking about money here. And I wanna, you know, for those of you guys listening, uh, David at FIU underscore is underscore trash. That's Willie really Taggart's burner. So yeah. that's uh that's one of the, the leading uh, FAU accounts. So he knows but, who he is, he knows who he is. He's t- he, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even let me
1: enjoy my, my, my Tua Sunday. I tweeted something about Tua and I was already getting chirped by FAU fans, so I, 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 am, I am open to all tweets. Tweet at me. Uh, let, let's do
0: this. Hey, David, as I'm stirring the pot here, I'm going to call him out too. I'm going to jump in here, right? Uh, he always tweets out, or they, we don't know the gender, always call, tweets out pictures of the end zone that FIU does not open up and says that there's no people at <laughs> FIU games. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you need a shot to prove that no one's at FIU games, there are plenty of shots you can choose from
2: you don't have to. oh man what a back you, compliment <laughs> <laughs> <Thank Eric. laughs>
0: oh wait a minute i cover fiu i forgot damn it <laughs> <laughs> i can give you plenty of angles you don't need that one <laughs> <laughs> like i'm i'm there at the games if you'd like pictures i can give you plenty of ang- no 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 I'm, I'm i'm just having some fun guys you guys know i love you i'm at the the uh the press tent this year you can find me i'm a sitting duck um, all right, let's get into uh, – well, Shane, Shane O'Mac, you got anything else or can we do a, a little bit of game preview? Let's do some game preview. I will say that's going into game preview.
2: I'm more nervous than most FIU, FAU fans. I'm just I'm, – I don't know. I don't – my fan gut is just – is not great this week.
0: All right, so kind of piggybacking yeah. off of that 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 thought right there, excuse me. Uh, I joined the illustrious FAU Owls Nest podcast inside the borough yesterday, and, you know, Shane, we kind of talked about the game. And just to kind of piggyback off your thoughts right there, what about this game from the FAU perspective kind of worries you? That gives you that little bit of uneasy feeling in your stomach. Well, just FAU's offense, um, you know, obviously is coming off a
2: game you know, they, they were missing guys, you know, it's been a story. Malcolm Davidson was out, who we know is Effie's most explosive player. B.J. Emmons is finally back from injury, and it looked like he was starting to work some rust off in the second half. And But, yeah, you know, just like FIU, um, and I won't say it has been as bad or as chaotic, but, um, you know, tronty has been solid, but, you know, he was having a bad game, and they needed a spark and put, on, put in the young JV on Posey, uh, and it's just, you know, I know. You know, and this maybe is just knowing. Uh, and I know FIU's had bad run defenses, and it's a little better this year. I just still know that even in when FIU's bad, they still have similar athletes, right? They still have the fast Florida athletes, and you know. FAU's, you know, even in the years we beat you guys, it's not because we just flat-out athlete you. You know, we might have been a little more physical or dominated, so I know that kind of element's there. And I'm just, you know, I, if there's one matchup that scares me, and it is the Stone-Norton to J.J. Holloman. I know that has, you know, J.J. Holloman only has a couple of catches, but, you know, FAU secondary is good, and Roman Munch is a good young freshman corner. He's played great this year. Uh, teams do not throw at Zion Gilbert, but they just really, really haven't been tested this year. And I'd say the one receiver actually that did kind of test him, Victor Tucker, had a nice game. So, you know, it's just one of those games where FAU's offense, if they're not clicking early and Stone gets in any type of rhythm, it, it, it you know what I mean? He has the ability uh, – you know, I, I just think the matchups could be there where it gets in a close game, and close game, anything can happen.
0: David, jump in. What are you? Uh, what are you looking for from FIU specifically, and now this uh, this week of Shield Week? Well, there's
1: two things. Shane touched on one of them. Um, you know, offensively, we yeah. are going to have to like rely a lot on our passing game. Uh, FAU, you know, has a great defense, especially their front seven. So, you know, our we've been you know, pretty good running the ball this year, but the difference maker is going to be our ability to, you know, throw the ball downfield. And I think that's going to be a make or break for us. Um, If we can get stone in the zone um, while that rhymes. um, And if I think that can be, you know, a huge key and defensively, you know, we say this, I think every game, uh, every year, it's, if we can, we need to somehow stop the run Uh, FAU's got, Really, a plethora of really good running backs, and they've been killing us the past three years. You know, I'm, for one, am not too worried about FAU's passing game, but they can seriously run the rock down our throat and kill us. So, those would be the two things stop the run and be able to air
0: the ball out when we need to. David, if I were to say this to you, and of course, I'm going to kind of piggyback on the thoughts you mentioned with Stone Norton, both you and Shane mentioned this. Uh, the FIU2 deep was released today. The most notable thing, the or has been removed from the quarterback position. There is no Max Bortenschlager or Kalen Wiggins or Stone Norton. It is Stone Norton at the top, Max Bortenschlager behind him. Uh, talk to Butch Davis today. He talked about quarterbacks, plural doesn't necessarily mean that we will see two, but uh, we do think, or at least I've openly thought that if there were any week that you could hand the, re- the, hand the reins over, turn the reins over to Stone Norton, it'd be this week that you've had, you know, kind of some time to clear the COVID issues and probably get some guys back. But David, want to ask you this, the rushing game, we know that it is right now It is the strength of the team. Sean Peterson Jr. Uh, is out a uh, really tough break, man, for a big kid who's finally got a ch- his chance to prove he could be a, a division one running back. He tears his ACL and meniscus. Uh, flex. Uh, me, Lexington. Flex Joseph. Uh, it appears that he may have suffered an injury. We won't be able to know that for sure until game day. How do you feel going to this game, knowing that you know it could be Devontae Price and Malik Williams, and then from there you're looking at guys like you know Kenyon Owens and EJ Wilson at the running back position.
1: Yeah, I mean that is definitely a blow uh, to the team, especially you know not only Flex running back, but just his ability to be a returner. Um, sure. But Devontae Price is still our lead back. And we're going to need a big game from him. And Malik Williams is good too. We haven't seen like a ton of him this year. But I think, you know, he's good enough to make an impact in this game. So I think, you know, running back is, you know, a position that we have a good amount of depth in. And I know it sucks that we possibly might lose two, But I think that we have enough guys to step up that, you know, hopefully they can be the difference makers. But once again, I said the FAU front seven is good. So we might have to rely on the passing game and hopefully get
0: the running backs involved in the passing game as well. Shane, want to ask you this. I feel like I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the FAU quarterback situation, not in a controversy sense, but we know what the situation was last week at Western Kentucky. And we talked about, talked about it on this podcast. Um, not going to ask you, what are you thinking or anything like that? Just what are you looking to see as an FAU fan and observer uh, from either Nick Tronti or if we do see a, an extended amount of JV on Posey, what are you looking to see from him? You know, I, I definitely think there's new packages from javion Posey. javion Posey is athletic and
2: strong. He's an amazing runner. We saw that. If you look at his high school tapes, you could see that. I know he has a great arm. It's just uh, and I know he, I know he's accurate from what I've seen from him. I, I remember going all the way back in a long, long time ago, he joked about this when uh, reporters used to be able to watch practice. Uh, he made some throws that made you kind of look around at the other reporters and go, okay, all right, wow, okay. And I know he has it, but, you know, he's just not experienced at the quarterback position. So it's just, you know, Tronti seems like kind of the safe guy right now. And I think, you know, sometimes after I pointed out on the Nest podcast, the last time after you ran into this situation, it was even a little bit more dramatic Uh You know, for those FIU fans, remember 2018, FAU pulled Chris Robinson in that game. Last time we were down in uh, Sweetwater and, you know, and they put in DeAndre Johnson, DeAndre Johnson helped light it up. And the next week after you played at West Kentucky, after you started Chris Robinson, you know, uh, sometimes getting pulled like that kind of refocuses you and remotivates you. And, you know, I think we'll see that from Nick Tronti this week.
0: Yeah, I'll pick it up from there, Shane. I know definitely as someone who covers this conference, I am looking to see what happens at FAU as far as the quarterback, um, how that uh, that works out this week and how it works out extensively going to the future. Because, you know, I, I don't want to say that this year is a referendum on Nick Tronti. However, you know, with some of the things that may happen in the offseason, as far as, you know, um, quarterback transfers and things of that nature. You can definitely say that FAU, if Nick Tronti's play doesn't, you know, really solidify him as the guy, you could say they're a quarterback in a way and maybe they'll make a move. Who, who knows? But that's something for a, a much later podcast we get into the off season. As far as FIU, definitely want to see what the Stone Norton experience to quote a uh, FIU staffer who gave me that tagline, see how that plays out. But guys, it's a uh, time for predictions and then we'll wrap this one up. David going to come to you. You already predicting an FIU win, but uh, what are you thinking uh, as far as like a final score? Maybe some, uh, Things you may see. Okay, so I think this is the JJ mid breakout
1: game. We've been waiting for it. It's coming. FIU wins thirty-one twenty-one. We went by two scores.
2: If there's that many points in the game, I'd be more shocked than anything. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna say, Nikki does. I'm gonna say twenty to ten, twenty to thirteen, somewhere. And like that range, uh, I, I think the toughest part, ultimately, though, you even if, you know, Stone Norton does get going home a little bit, Jim Levitt likes to bring heat. He likes to bring pressure from different angles. He's going to make it confusing on Stone Norton. So I, I think how if Stone Norton can manage that FIU has a shot in this game, but if he can't, it's going to get ugly
0: quick. If there's one thing about Stone Norton, he certainly is a gamer. You know, the knock on him was that he wasn't necessarily putting together uh, consistent practices. But when the when the bullets were live, forgive me for the uh, for the um, idiom there, but when the bullets were live, he certainly performed against Liberty. And, St- and Shane, uh, he did put up, or, or the offense, I should say, put up uh, 34 points. believe believe uh, 14 of those, or, or no, 20 of those points were put up by Stone Norton at Liberty. So, you know, last time he was operating the offense at full strength, or what looked to be full strength, he did put up some points. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I will save my prediction until the uh, the game preview and go from there. Uh, with that, thank you for listening to the Shoeleball podcast. As always, you can find us at Shula Bowl Pod on Twitter. You can find us at Five Reason Sports on Twitter at the number Five Reason Sports. You can find David on Twitter at MrHondle321. Find Shane on Twitter at marinellishane 321 Wait, MarinelliShane? Shane, let's try this again. But you can find David on Twitter at mister uh, MrHondle321. You can find Shane on Twitter at marinelli shane you can find me on twitter at eric c henry underscore it's like we haven't been doing this podcast for almost two years and i still don't know your guys twitter handles with that go out watch the shula bowl let's get this rivalry going happy football watching everybody and stay safe